So we were running a, a quick sound check when we moved the other podcast from my laptop to the rig. Mm-hmm. I was like, Greg, can you say something into the mic? He's like, oh, and my shit was like super loud. And it was just like I had my monitors on it. It just fucking <laughs> rang through my ears and I tossed them headphones off. Like, Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. You could have done like mic check or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he went, oh, <laughs> just super fucking loud. For no reason. Yeah, he's like that. Okay, fair he's enough. fucking like that. Fair enough, fair enough. So, um, yeah, I think I finally have a favorite Disney song, like a concrete one. I'm like, yeah, this is it. Okay. Well, well, I, well. The the podcast is not rolling yet, Gabe. Okay. Well, we can get into that. Uh, maybe under movies, I'll slide it in. No, I'll put just put it under your your Disney trip. Yeah, no, man, my Disney trip. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna put it under the the next Disney thing. Okay. We uh, got we're gonna have some Disney talk. Just uh, sheer notes. Okay, that's that's fine. Um, but how are you readjusting to Illinois life? Good, man. I ain't gotta worry about my life no more. <laughs> Hurricane Dorian just uh, upsized to Category Five, so the Bahamas are gonna be no more. Yeah. Well, I, it's it's taken a hard turn. Um, yeah. So it's, it's staying in the Atlantic. It looks like it's straying away from Florida, but like you said, they're obviously. It, it's probably going to skim over Miami, yeah. North South Carolina, and it looks like Virginia at the moment. So hopefully it doesn't do too bad because because you can't fuck around with those hurricanes, man. Those things are fucking devastating. Nope. So especially Cat Five, you said. Yeah, uh, it's a Cat Five. The Eye of the Storm is a Cat Five as of this morning. Holy shit! So that's the highest category you can go to. Yeah, because that's usually all the scales when it comes to all the. Looks up the Richter scale. Yeah, the Richter scale is different, but how fat is that ass? <laughs> they got a ten on the Richter scale. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Gabe. So are you ready? Ooh, I fucking peek. I'm sorry. Oh man, you gotta. I, I you need two boom shields. I I pulled a Gabe this week and <laughs> I peeked hard. Good stuff. Well, uh, to answer your question, yes, I'm born ready. All right, cool. What is going on, guys? Welcome to the Second City Kids Podcast, episode number 131. 131. We didn't change it on the agenda, but we will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that for sure will be changed. And we are back on a um, nice day on the south side of Chicago, Illinois. See, you and I like this weather, man. We, I, we I do. Think I, my theory is that you like the weather of like your birth season. Yeah, because I love fall. Yeah, like all my outfits are catered very fallish. You know, yeah. well maybe except this one. Well, I'm wearing a flowery kimono. Well, with you're, some red pants. you're a little mixed right now. You got like maroon pants going on with the white yeah. t-shirt, but with the long shirt, <laughs> <laughs> a, a floral. Yeah, floral and, look. and my dangly earring. I look like I'm straight out of some fucking crazy ass show. You look like you were from like a, De- a Degrassi character from 1983. Seven. It looks like I went to an anime exposition yeah. instead of Disney World. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of Disney World. Oh yeah, that's a natural. Look at the natural segue oh. from Gabe. He's getting better at this, folks. All right. So yeah, you 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 had your Disney trip, man, and uh, I just want to hear about the whole entire thing. <clears throat> sure. So it was good. Moving on to the next topic. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we spent five days down there. Uh, we did first day. We did Animal Kingdom. We did the Safari. We did all this sorts of shit. I couldn't name you all the rides. I wasn't keeping up with a whole bunch of them. But Monday was Magic or Animal Kingdom. I'm sorry. Probably my least favorite of the parks was still very good. Okay. I think that's a most. Yeah. Uh, like, I think that's the consensus. Uh, did you happen to catch the Avatar ride at all? Yeah. Uh, was that at Animal Kingdom? Yes, it was at Animal Kingdom. Um, yeah, the 4D Avatar thing. We waited two hours for that, man, because I was like, we didn't fast pass that, but we hopped on super late and then it started like storming as soon as we got out of Yak and Yeti. Okay. And um, so we like sprinted to the ride and we were like soaked and we had to wait two hours. So it was kind of miserable. The ride was super cool though. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a sucker for that 4D experience, man. That like splash of water in your face, yeah. and the wind blowing. Super cool. Um, overall, that ride was fun-ish. I think I enjoyed the safari more, man. Just sitting down really? after a long day, getting your feet a little rest. Very cool. And uh, pointing out all the animals and stuff. How was Yak and Yeti? It was all right, man. Yeah. I, I didn't think it was anything special. Okay. I got a Kobe beef burger, and, you know, Kobe beef is supposed to be, like, super awesome, and I've had super awesome Kobe beef. This burger was kind of meh. Okay. It wasn't enough. bad by any means, but, but it wasn't for a $20 burger, you know? Step like, I get game. something crazy at Kuma's for $20, maybe because I'm a, I'm a Chicago loyal, but this whatever. This is true. Tuesday, we did, what did we do Tuesday? Hollywood Studios. Okay. First time around. That was fun. Tower of Terror was excellent. We had a 20-minute wait, like I told you, because we got... We got there at like 9.30. It wasn't even super early. 20-minute wait. Hopped on that. Hopped on some other rides in Hollywood Studios. I can't fucking name you. <laughs> I think is Everest Expedition at Hollywood Studios or is that? Everest is at uh, Animal Kingdom. Animal. Oh, so we did that at Animal Kingdom. That, okay. That ride was awesome. Yeah. Uh, hung around Hollywood Studios. Overall, very cool park. Uh, love the scenery. Love the kind of setup of everything. And then we did the Star Wars uh, 
Galaxy's Car- Edge. No, 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 not Galaxy's Edge. It was the cargo landing, the small one. Oh, okay. The small one. We did that Tuesday. Went through it. Got to meet Kylo, Stormtroopers. Uh, got to meet Chewie and Ray. Okay. Um, fun, fun little thing. We met Chewie and Ray, and like, so Ray's not always there at the character meet and greets because she's like loitering about. Yeah. In the whole park. So the first time we went, um, yeah, the first time we went to go meet Chewie, Ray was there, and uh, Maddie got us one of those photo passes. Well, her friend did. She works there and it's discounted. Okay. And so I didn't scan the thing correctly on the way out. Yeah. Because you don't scan it right there with a the photographer. It's one of those where you exit and then they have a little kiosk there and you scan your magic band or your photo pass, right? Okay. And so I got the damn card stuck in the fucking kiosk, right? And Maddie was like, oh, what the fuck did you do? So she pried it out, right? And then there was like, uh, you know, the people afterwards were piling behind us. I'm like, fuck, man, I feel real bad because then we went home that night <laughs> and we didn't get our pictures. We got the group behind us. Oh, pictures. no. But, um, you know, thankfully, Maddie checked because I was like, fuck, you know, that thought like floated into my head. And so she's like, yeah. And I was like, all right, well, let's go meet Chewie again. And Ray <laughs> wasn't there the second time, but we do have pictures of Chewie. Okay. Super fun, super soft. Next to growl. <laughs> yeah. What more do you want me to say about Chewie? I don't know, man. Hollywood Studios is fun. Third day we did Epcot round one. Yeah. Uh, Epcot was really cool, man. I love the whole like center of the park, how it's like the land of tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Felt very like, uh, for lack of better terms, like 50s-ish. Yeah. Felt very kind of retro, like retro futuristic, if that yeah. makes sense. That was no, cool. That's a thing. We did um, some of the countries. We did like Norway. We went on the Frozen ride, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Coming from a guy who hasn't seen the movie. It was well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, we met Anna and Elsa. What else? Uh, loitered about there for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Thursday was Magical Kingdom. So I wasn't really Magic sold. Kingdom. Yeah, Magic Kingdom. I'm sorry. <laughs> I wasn't really sold on the whole vacation until we saw the fireworks and the light show. Yeah. Uh, Thursday night at Magic Kingdom. That was yeah. holy shit. It was, it was mind like blowing. Next level. Yeah. Magic Kingdom overall, really cool. I love all the shops, man. They're fucking awesome. Yeah. I just wanted to spend all this money, but I was like, dude, I cannot spend money like this left and right. Fair enough. Um, what else we do at Magic Kingdom? We did the Seven Dwarves ride, which is fun. I heard that shit is epic. I heard it was pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention we did Slinky Dog Roller Coaster at... How was that? Uh, it was okay. It was yeah. not worth the two hours. Oh, okay. Not worth it. If, you know, it's hard to fast pass, but if you can get it in under an hour, it's fun. Okay. Uh, every, like, third Slinky Dog uh, track, train, whatever you want to call yeah. it, they shot off. It made a noise. It was like... Or like... Yee-haw. And I looked at Maddie. I was like, dude, they got this poor soul fucking caught in purgatory and they're just torturing him. <laughs> Every fucking 15 minutes. That's funny. As they launch him into oblivion. Um, so yeah, Thursday was the Magic Kingdom. Overall fun experience. We did um, Be Our Guest. So have you been to Be Our Guest before? No. Uh, we would be going for the first time coming up. So Maddie and her friend went prior to this. Yeah. And, um, and so I looked it up. It's a fixed pricing thing now. So it's 60 flat. For adults, and I think it's 35 for kids, but you get a full three-course meal. Yeah. So I got the French onion soup, which is f- stupid cheesy, stupid good. Okay, so you loved it? Yeah. Uh, and then I got the spice-dusted lamb. Do you like lamb? No, not really. Oh, man, dude, that lamb is the best lamb I've ever fucking had. Okay. And that shit was so good. And then you get dessert. The desserts are cute. You get a macaroon with raspberries in it. You get uh, something, and then you get the little, you get chip with, like, green vanilla mousse in it. Oh, really okay. Good. And uh, that was probably my favorite dining experience there. Okay. Uh, it was really fucking good food, man. You know, Maddie was like, man, we spent like 150 bucks today because she got wine and stuff. I was like, dude, for 80 bucks, I would gladly pay for the lamb again. You know, okay. It was really good. Okay, cool. So um, I mentioned to you that the beast kissed my girlfriend while we were in the photo shoot. He made me turn around and he gave her a smooch on the cheek. So me, me and the beast got beef now. Okay, fair enough. And then Friday was kind of, I feel like we did the most Friday, but we did the least according to my... Uh, fitness app uh, <laughs> so friday we did galaxy's edge in the morning okay it was not packed it was it was a little packed yeah it was you had a lot of elbow room though man it was like maybe like outskirts of the central pit area of like something at the aragon so not quite uh elbow to elbow but no no nowhere near elbow to elbow mm-hmm. i'm but saying if you people. walked in the back line of the bottom lounge it was like that oh, okay so it was not bad at all um what do we do there we got the the milk. I like the blue milk. Maddie liked the green milk, so it really worked out. Okay. Because we got one and one just to try both. And yeah. She liked hers. I love mine. You're like sweet. <laughs> yeah, man. It's uh, you get them with like alcohol too. Yeah. Oh shit. Uh, what Did else? You? No, I didn't get it okay. with alcohol because they were like 14 bucks. I was like, fuck, man. Yeah, man. Arm and a leg. But uh, the milk is a must. What else we got? We had uh, Kylo Ren walking around harassing people out of the blue, which is fucking great. I didn't really. 
I like Kylo after seven. I didn't particularly love him after eight, but just seeing him walking around, just pointing at people like you, <laughs> that's great. And okay. the stormtroopers kind of goofing around and stuff. Galaxy's Edge is set up in a very interesting way. It all loops around back together. It's like a perfect circle with some cuts in the middle. Okay. And um, I think it's really cool. The eatery area is awesome because it's like um, like like a junkard. And it has like a big like speeder engine in the middle mm-hmm. that's like heating up the food. And they got like oh, this cool. faux like pork roast or whatever, you know? Just, yeah. It's really cool. Um, overall, I think there wasn't too much to do at Galaxy's Edge at this point in time. Okay. They are working on that new ride, which drops December 5th, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, it was fun to walk around. I think we did one lap. We did another lap. We hit the shops. Uh, this, the main shop, the antique, the antiquity shop is fucking awesome. You could spend a shitload of money there. Okay. Um, they had, I almost bought dark Jedi robes, man, to be honest with you, but they were like expensive. <laughs> they got lightsaber replicas. They got busts. How much were those res- those replicas? It depends on which one you want. Like the Yoda one, I think was like $120. Okay. And the full size Darth Maul one was like 160. The Obi-Wan one, I think was the cheapest at like a hundred ish. Oh, so they're not, the, they're not quite the, the, the price of the one you would make yourself then. No, okay. um, but they do have replicas for sale. And of course, you've seen the cheap ones kind of strewn about the park. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like I said, the antiquity shop, stupid cool. You could spend a lot of fucking money there. Okay. Like I said, if you want like a general grievous bust, which was probably one of my favorite things in all of Disney, like shop wise, was yeah. like $300. I was like, fuck, this is really good looking. That was like, it looked like marble. I don't know what it was actually. Okay. And then we did the Falcon ride, the smugglers run. Um, that's competing for best ride at the moment just okay. because I think um, I told you it was super sick. It is probably the most immersive Star Wars thing you could do at the moment. Okay. Because it's a crew of six in the Falcon. Um, fuck, man. That was really good. <laughs> it was really good, man. It was awesome. All right. And they got um, they got handles on the back of the seat in front of you. Uh-huh. Use that because the Falcon tossed me around like left and right. <laughs> Super awesome. We didn't get pilot seats because you got to fucking fight for those, man. Yeah. You got to fight for those. Everybody wanted pilot seats. So I was like, whatever. We got gunners, which are the next best. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was that was a lot of fun, man. And just zipping through that thing, jumping in the hyperspace and feeling like your heart singing to like your back, you know, just <laughs> yeah, super cool. So after Galaxy's Edge, we did uh, the Food and Wine Festival. Okay. Opened How was up that? At Epcot. We hit 12 things. You want to hear everything we got? Absolutely, I do. Um, so I th- Epcot's up there, man. It's probably one of my favorites. Really? It, it's really cool. I like it. I like the layout. I like the and the food and wine, I'm sure definitely helped. Yeah, because I think um. I think going into it, I thought Epcot would be your favorite because it's kind of like, well, food and some rides if you want, but like food and fun, beer and walking and cool architecture and scenery and all that. So it's a really nice park, but yeah, it's definitely up there. I, I wouldn't, it's hard to choose a favorite between those three because they're all good. The second half, uh, I don't know if I told you this, but the second half of Epcot, not the World Showcase part, but the other half is actually going to get redone. In the, the coming years, it's going to be cool. like the next big project. They're going to have like a Moana ride and it's going to. Oh, we did Soren too. I forgot to mention that. How that was, was that? a really cool ride. Was Soren was we cool? got Top Row, which Ooh. is fucking awesome. And uh, yeah, man, I thought it was super cheesy that they put all these wonders of the world. And at the end, it's Epcot. They're like, oh, look at us. We're wonderful. <laughs> so uh, Food and Wine Festival. Sure. Um, round one, we got Crab Cake. It was really good. Mm. Round two. I'm going the wrong way on my pictures. Round two, we got Spice Crusted Verlasso Salmon with a slaw on the side, which is pretty good uh round three was a steakhouse blended burger and so that was like the american one that was flavors from the fire that was really good okay it's really a slider at the end of the day because all these things are like you know like palm sized snack sized yeah snack sized um that was good round four was grilled tuna tanaki from hawaii which is Mm. good uh round five was sweet and spicy brushberry shrimp from australia oh man that shrimp was fucking awesome if you like (laughs) shrimp in any capacity you've got to try this okay okay uh round six was Pao de Quejo, which is like Brazilian cheesy bread. Oh, man. Was that shit fucking awesome? I could eat that shit all day. <laughs> Round seven was spicy hummus fries from Morocco. Banging. Okay. Banging. Uh, Round seven, I didn't actually take a picture of because I ate it too fast, but it was from Japan. <laughs> it was a teriyaki chicken bun. So it was yeah. like this super soft, fluffy bun. And the inside was like vegetables, like peas, carrots, and all that stuff glazed in teriyaki sauce. When Ooh. you bit into that shit, it was, oh, man, that was awesome. You got to try that. You'd love that shit. Okay. Uh, Round nine. They had a, uh, we had a New England lobster roll. Let me tell you something about this lobster roll. Oh my <laughs> word. That shit was so good, man. I couldn't stop talking about it after we ate it. We had to like sit down and they had this, um, coffee beer too. It was like a, it was a blonde coffee beer and that shit was awesome. Okay. They have a lot of local beers from around the area. Uh, round 10 was in Italy. We did ravioli carbonara, which is good. Mm-hmm. 
uh, round 11, we did uh, bratwurst and schinken noodle, which is like their version of a casserole. Mm -hmm. So it's like macaroni and all this shit. And the top layer is like nice and um, crunchy. Okay. They glaze it with like a torch and stuff. Uh, And then round 12 was Swiss raclette, where they give you two small kind of uh, like bagel sized things. Couple potatoes, couple pickles, and then melted Swiss cheese over all of that. So okay. that's good. And that's all the food we did, not including beer, not including wine. And uh, that was super fun, man. And okay. Food, I think, actually came out cheapest for that day, considering that we split 12 things. Okay. That's and true. had a shitload of beer. How much was the festival itself, or how much was it to partake? None. Nothing? Oh, None. Okay. you just have to have a park ticket. Oh, okay, cool. That's it. And yeah, and it's usually like five to seven bucks, depending on what you want. Most of them hover around the five, five fifty area. Okay. And yeah, man, just go around and try everything. They give you a cool little passport too, and you just like check it off as you yeah. Go. And they have like stickers too, so it's like, hey, I hit Hawaii, and you put like the big old fucking sticker on the Hawaii one. Oh. And you're like, oh, here's what I had. So that was super fun. Uh, Disney overall was pretty cool. Um, and yeah, man, I'm just glad we evaded the tornado. Yeah, well, the hurricane. Oh, I'm sorry, hurricane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, 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 so overall, how would you rate your overall Disney experience? How was the hotel? <clears throat> Uh, we, we got the cheapest hotel of the bunch. Okay. And it wasn't a bad hotel by any means. The shower head was fucking awesome, man. You don't know how shitty your shower head is till you got one that goes <laughs> at you, you know, for like 20 minutes. Sure. Uh, it wasn't anything special, but okay. we made that conscientious decision where we said, we're going to save some money on the hotel. I made him pay off. On yeah. The, okay. On the, on the, so I was, it was a pretty good experience, man. Like I said, the f- beginning half of the week, I was like, eh. And then the, the fireworks show, I was like, all right, there is something pretty magical about Absolutely this. Absolutely, there is. And because uh, that thing was crazy. It was pouring too, man. And people were just standing oh, out there. Really? And I had my uh, my Devil Wars Prada windbreaker on. I gave Maddie my Fit for a King one. We just stood out there and waited, man. Very we cool. got really good spots on that too. Excellent, excellent, excellent. So you guys sucked into the magic just a little bit. No, no it's a good experience. Yeah. And I don't think we, I think we did it for like 800 bucks a person. That's not too bad. Which is nothing. And we didn't do the dining plan, by the way. Yeah. It actually came out cheaper without the dining plan for us. The dining plan, like if you're, if you're willing to like slam a lot of food every single day, then the dining plan's for you. Well, that's exactly what Maddie told me because this is like your sixth time or whatever at Disney. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, well, last time I went, we got the dining plan and we were like trying to fucking stuff ourselves yeah. at the end of the day because yeah. it's like it's a waste of money if you don't. Because if because uh, if you have the, as, as an example, I like say like me and Adriana and the baby went sometime within the next five years. Right. Mm-hmm. We all pay for the dining plan. Right. We all get an appetizer. So the three appetizers on top of the food that you're going to eat on top of dessert. all the drink and the dessert and well, your alcohol is not paid for. That's true. Yeah. You know, Um. so, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, overall, a fun experience. I didn't do the lightsaber thing. And my justification was. It's $200, and unfortunately, it's just going to sit there. And I know you were like, well, it's the experience, it's the experience. I 100% understand, but at the moment, I don't even have a spot to put this in. If I had like a holder, a glass case, something, yeah, you know, I wouldn't have thought twice. And the line wasn't that bad. Really? Um, for either the droid or the lightsaber. So could you, could you walk up and get an appointment then? Yeah, uh, th- that's how it works, actually. Um, I think for the droid one, they have... Uh, availability that you can set up online now. Well, both of them they do. Both of them they do. Yeah. I know that for that first day, I think Friday and Saturday, they were doing just walk-ins. So if you were first one in there and they said, hey, we got an opening in 10 minutes, come back. You came back in 10 minutes and they okay, got you. Very cool. So yeah, man, that was my big thing. I was like, if it was a hundred bucks, yeah, but 200 and it's essentially just going to collect dust until we move. You know, I was like, I can't do it next time. Next time we'll do it. Fair enough. Fair they enough. do, however, have um, if you're balling on a budget out there and you're trying to do Disney, they have the cheaper constructor lightsaber, which is 35 bucks, mm-hmm. which Maddie got from me last time she she went. Cool. And then they have a mini build a droid, and I got two of those. They're two for 22 bucks, and I was oh, like, huh. fuck it. And you can do an R2 unit or you can do a C3 unit. Okay. And they have you know all the parts are interchangeable and stuff, and I got two of those, and I was pleased with it. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, man. Well, I'm glad you had fun. Uh, with that being said, well, let's do your favorite Disney song because apparently you discovered one yeah, on the way so, out. Yeah, um, so, dude, so let, let me tell you what prompted this, right? Disney does their collections of pins every year. Yes, they do. And I'm a sucker for pins. I don't know what happened to me, but I like pins now, mm-hmm. right? And uh, <laughs> so I saw it was a Goofy collection. So it was Goofy. It was um, Baldy Boy, whose name I can't remember from the first movie with the Cheese Whiz. Oh, uh, Bobby. Bobby. Mm-hmm. It was... Um, there was one more, and the fourth one was Max dressed as Powerline. Oh, okay. And I was like, 
fuck, I want that pin real bad because it was super snazzy, right? Okay. But, it, you know, the fucking set was like 30 bucks. And I was like, fuck that. So what prompted me was I bought the OG Goofy movie on DVD because yeah. it was like five bucks. And I was like, give me that shit. Absolutely. Because it's been years. You know, we rewatched an extremely goofy movie because it's on Netflix, but that's just not the same. No, not quite. So we sat down yesterday and we rewatched the OG Goofy movie from like 94, mm-hmm. right? Oh, and there was a preview for The Little Mermaid 2. And I forgot they made a second one. Yeah. They're like, it's been 10 years. I'm like, holy shit. And Little Mermaid's like 1980s. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy, right? But um, so we rewatched it. And I was like, dude, this Powerline song is fucking bang. Which one? The first one or the second Stand one? Out. Okay. Stand Out is really fucking good. It's pretty good. Uh, Tevin Campbell did that. And I was like, holy shit. And I had the whole damn fucking song stuck in my head like all night after that, dude. <laughs> it's really good. And okay. I think it's, I don't think it's cheesy. I don't think it's forced. I think... If you would have told me this is a pop song from the 90s, I would have been like, yeah, yeah. it's totally a pop Absolutely, song. Absolutely, yeah. And it fits the movie beautifully. And man, I forgot how much I fucking love the OG Goofy movie, man. It's a very was, good film. It's a really good one. I, I love the whole uh, Bigfoot scene. That Dude, shit that's cracks great. He cracks me up and he fucking starts dancing to Saturday Night Fever. Oh my God, it's so good. It was uh, Staying Alive. Staying Alive, yeah. Staying I'm sorry. Alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah, the whole movie was just ridiculous over the top. That's what kind of prompted me. I was like, I think I finally have one because I kind of liked a bunch of the Mulan stuff. I liked stuff from here. I liked stuff from there. But I was like, if I have a favorite Disney song, it's going to be Stand Out by Powerline. Okay. And they have Powerline merch out now, by the way. Do they? Yeah, and it's really fucking cool. Man, there's you can get about... like a Powerline shirt from like the, it, like on the front, it's like Powerline and like uh, it's a black shirt with the yellow and like purple and blue on it. You know, super cool. And on the back, it's Stand Out Tour 94. That's fucking sick. And I was like, damn, that's fucking awesome. That is pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, man. So that movie is making a, a slow comeback. <laughs> At least to you. To me, man. <laughs> yes, to me. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So with that being said, we we're gonna, we added this to the notes as well, or Gabe did. So Target. Target's going to have its own... Uh, Disney store within a Target store. Disney store within a so Target store. So they struck store. an exclusivity deal, and I think this is super cool because where do you get the most authentic Disney merch? Disneyland or Disney World, right? Correct. Those are your two options for the most authentic thing. Yes. But now Target is going to carry uh, more Disney-branded stuff, and they're going to have a Disney shop within it. Target store. And I think that's brilliant Absolutely. because now you get dual brand power. So when you think of Disney, maybe not now, maybe not next week, but maybe in next year or the year after, when you think Disney, you're going to be like, well, shit, I could get some really cool exclusive Disney stuff at Target. Yeah. So now that not only forces you into a, a Target store, but it forces you B into a Disney. So, hey, man, I need paper towels. And it's like, hey, let's swing by the Disney stuff. Let's see what shirts something. they got or something like that. Dude, it's brilliant. I love it. Yeah. It's a good call. Definitely. I mean, obviously, there's Disney stores that exist that are standalone. Usually, they exist inside malls. We, we, the closest one to us is the one at Chicago Ridge. But that one's kind of shitty, it's, man. It's kind of outdated. It's kind of ugly. It's, they haven't touched it since it opened, Since honestly. it opened. Yeah. No, that, that's probably legit. Um, actually, I I, um, I know somebody uh, somebody who was like up there in corporate at work. She stated that she actually worked for the Disney store, uh, like when they were just rolling them out. She's like, the training is like next level great because obviously it's like an extension. At the time, it was kind of an extension of the whole Disney branding, right? Um, obviously, I'm sure that slipped slipped out, slipped away since then. I mean, I don't know, I, I could be wrong, but um, yeah, man. So that's kind of cool. I, I'm definitely all over it. I mean, um, give me. You do any exclusive shit. You do shirts. You do Funko Pops. You do pins. That thing's going to sell out instantly. Because even Target exclusive Funko Pops that are non-Disney related, those things go quick, man. Yes, they do. Because I keep an eye on that shit, and those just sell out. Yeah, those go. Those go pretty quickly. Should be fun, man. Um, I think the goal was November. We have a lot of November goals for this particular agenda. Yeah. But uh, be on the lookout for that, man. I'm, yeah. su- I'm super excited. I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, we're going to hop all over it and all that good stuff. It should be fun. Uh, and it's a great call from Disney and target. Like you said, it's a Excellent. great, cause like, think about it, right? Like we have the fortune of having a Disney store that's within a 15, 20 minute drive of us, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many towns in Boof who nowhere, Arkansas have that privilege? Probably very little to none. Probably like one. Yeah. Right. But now like how, well, how many Boof who towns have access to a target? Probably a like, massive, yeah, a much larger chunk of that. Now they get that kind of mini Disney experience. Absolutely. What What is your most legit, authentic piece of merch from Disney? Well, it can be from anywhere. My legit, most legit piece of merch. Let me think. Hold on. Gabe sprung this on me. Hmm. Legit piece. Oh man, this peach tea is doing it for me. Yeah, is it hitting it's spot? peach milk tea with mango boba? <laughs> oh, that does sound pretty good, actually. Is that Starbucks? Mm-mm. What is T yard, baby? T yard. Where's that? There's one on ninety fifth. Oh. Across the TGIF. Most legit piece of merchandise. That's a good question. Man. I got mine in mind. You sure. Want to go? go ahead. So I have a Slytherin beanie. 
that I bought from Platform Nine and Three Quarters. That's that's pretty metal. That's probably the most legit you can. get. It's the Disney World equivalent of yeah of um, Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. That's true. I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I've bought like jerseys at stadiums. I think that's pretty legit. No. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's getting there. I, I got my Trubisky jersey from uh, Soldier Field when I went to the game. Um, I think unless you got a hand, like unless you had a Vanna shirt that Davey Muse handed you himself, you know, that's. I mean, I've had the we got the vinyl that they sold to us, so that's kind of the same same yeah. deal. But yeah, I mean, outside of like band merch, it's kind of hard to pinpoint that. That's actually an interesting no. question. I'll have to think about that. That's probably a thought for another time. Did you see my shirt? By what the shirt way, are we looking at Daddy of the Birthday Princess. That's cute. Yeah, <laughs> that is cute. Yeah, um, but yeah, so that's cool. All right, man. So, so we speaking got, about Disney, we got some Star Wars. Talk. Yeah, we got some Star Wars talk. So the D twenty three footage dropped. So um, you know, it's on the internet now. Star Wars, I guess, had kind of a new trailer, but it's kind of also old footage. Um, it's like ninety percent old footage. It's like ninety percent old footage with ten percent of fucking beautiful amazingness and wrapped up into it. So um, new footage. Have you seen this? Are you oh, yeah. St- okay, so you hopped on this. Okay. Um, I literally watched all the trailers before I came over today. Okay. So we could talk about them. Okay, so you have an opinion on them? Excellent, excellent, excellent. Because I, I, I didn't know how much to put on the agenda because I'm like, Gabe's coming out of vacation mode and I'm not sure how prepared he's going to be. I have this. an album review and a bunch of singles ready for you, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. Gabe's a, Gabe's a good, good call. So guys. Um, I want to talk about this because I'm a big fucking sucker for one of those things that's like everything up to this moment. I yeah. love that. It covered... Um, all, 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 all six, seven, eight all seven movies. All the movies, yeah. All the movies up to this point, and that's where ninety percent of the footage comes from because it's like two minutes and twelve seconds or whatever, yeah. maybe right. But the snippets we did get. Uh, first of all, Kylo looks like he has full control of his saber. I don't know if you noticed, but when we got the previews for seven, it had that like weird like cackling around it, mm-hmm. and he did the weird wrist flick, right? Mm-hmm. He does. He doesn't even look like he pushes the button this time. It looks like he just fucking ignites that bitch with the force. So <laughs> I think that's important to note because Kylo is growing as a character and as a force user and as a lightsaber wielder. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to note because this is the last one in this line of trilogies. Yeah. Um, what else we got? We got that dark Ray thing. Here's my opinion on that. If Ray was really going to the dark side, it wouldn't be in the trailer. I think that's some fucking dream she has or whatever. That's the fear that's going around. Dream sequence or vision. One hundred ten percent. Yeah. Uh, that lightsaber though, that like spinning dope, that's bitching, bro. Yeah, that's, oh, my that's pretty word. fucking metal, man. I was like, why does she have two? <laughs> I was like, oh shit. So that's in there solely for merchandising, mm-hmm. uh, in within a dream sequence, because of course, you know, they can't give away major plot points like that. Yeah, they redid C three PO again because he's the true Sith Lord with red eyes, right? Um, <laughs> so more merchandising. Sure. Um, trailer was good. The new footage we got, it looks like we're getting a counter to the Mustafar fight. I was thinking that too. Because yeah. it's like a total opposite. It looks like it's almost like on Camino. It has that crazy stormy weather. Well, yeah, that, that water storm thing going on. It's yeah. like the whole Freddy Jason thing, right? Like yeah. Freddy died by fire, Jason died by water. Yeah. So they're doing that kind of uh, wow, that's dichotomy, a, yeah. right? Yeah, well, I, I noticed that too. I'm like, yeah, it's kind of like a reverse Mustafar. But yeah, it is kind of interesting that it kind of mirrors the, the story that we, you know, we've had before. So maybe this time um, it'll be, you know, and here's me reaching again fucking four months before the movie or three months before the movie, yeah, right? September. Here's me reaching. Whoop, whoop. Um, I think that what we might see is a peaceful conclusion as opposed to the violent one when we got at Mustafar. Yeah. You know, because Anakin turns into Vader. Maybe this time nobody dies. Maybe this time they both die. We'll see. I think it'll be different. We've also got, I mean, there's another thing of note that we've also got fresh lines from... from um, Mark Hamill. Well, not Mark Hamill. Um, Palpatine. We got fresh lines yeah. from him too. I'm still in the air about that. Force Ghost is the story I'm sticking to. Yeah, but uh, I think I somebody said somebody told me, or I think I might have heard it in a video that somebody's like Sith Force Ghosts don't come back quite the same as Jedi for Force Ghosts. Well, here's the thing: if Disney hadn't, I don't know, fucking cauterized or circumcised, I should really say the extended universe. <laughs> circumcised. Really, they cut it off, man. If they hadn't <laughs> circumcised the extended universe, we would have be having like a thousand to one talks right now because yeah. I know my shit about force goes yeah. and amalgamation, all that shit. I love that stuff. I love the extended universe. We don't have any concrete super like, here's what happens when you're a force ghost or, yeah. you know, the general rule is if you had an impact on the force and the people around you and your presence was strong enough, there was a chance that you would come back as a force ghost. And we've seen that with Yoda, Obi-Wan and Anakin slash Vader. Yeah. And all three of those make sense in the context Qui-Gon of the first. And Qui-Gon. All, all four of those make sense within the context of the first six films. Okay. But now we don't really have much to base it on. What if there's like this epic moment and again... See, we're, we're doing it again. Yeah. We're writing a better movie. <laughs> what if there's this epic moment near the end where all the ghosts come back 
in their own forms. We have like Darth Maul, Sidious. We have fucking Darth Vader and Anakin. Maybe they go to toe to toe. That would be kind of fucking sick. And this big, epic, grandiose battle between light and dark for the final time. And it'd be like the most epic thing ever. To, that ever seems ever. like some shit that would happen in the next God of War game. Because <laughs> that's a very Viking-esque Ragnarok yeah. thing. That's not a Star Wars thing. Okay. I have no issues if you show all those on screen and you have the dark side on one half and the light side on the other half as kind of an homage to everything that's been up to this point. I have no issues with that. If you have them fighting and shooting shit and lightning out their cocks, now we have an issue. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because that's a very like Ragnarok-esque yeah. Viking Norse mythology stuff. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, well, he, here's... What if... Okay, another thing. I'm, I'm, All I'm, right, I'm, sure, I'm, go ahead. What if we have like uh, mirrored sequences from things that we've seen? Wouldn't doubt it. And like, like things that we've seen along the way, like it's like getting mirrored... And it's like, these, no matter what, the cycle's meant to repeat over and over again because that's See, how... See, now we're, we're writing a better movie again, man. I know, man. I can't because help it, mirror, though. Mirrored sequences does not constitute, like, an Ouroboros. Mm-hmm. You know, do you know what an Ouroboros no. is? It's a snake eating itself. It's okay. like a constant cycle of eating itself, okay. right? And so, it, I think mirrored sequences don't necessarily constitute a movie that's in a cycle, like... Uh, the a perfect example, right? Black Ops Zombies. Those guys are in a constant cycle. Yeah. And it makes sense because every time you die, you play zombies again and you restart the cycle. But we're not going to get into that because I love zombies, Lord. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Plus, we don't have the time to even begin yeah, to go we into that. We need like an hour just for that. Yeah. I, I think what we might see is snippets and uh, like lightsaber fighting sequences from yeah. previous movies that we've seen. Yeah. I think, uh, I think a Vader-styled heavy-handed Kylo, uh, you know, overhead swings is to be expected. Yeah. Uh, I personally want to see the Duel of Fates from one because that's probably the best, one of the better choreographed ones. But it wouldn't make sense for either of those characters to know Obi-Wan, Maul, Qui-Gon, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think it's 100% a possibility that we're going to see mirrored moves yeah. from Vader, yeah. from Anakin, and probably from Luke. Luke, yeah. Luke the, the, that fight that... Um, Return of the Jedi fight is probably going to be mirrored in some way. Yeah, I'd imagine so. Or reversed even, maybe. Mm. Yeah. You know, where it's maybe somebody cheering on Rey and Kylo is the one in Luke's spot. Where it's like a reversed mirror. Yeah. You know, I think it, it, I think we're well, going to see Well, mirrors are some. naturally reversed. Sure. Well, you yeah. know, either way, right? Yeah. Either way, I think that's, we're going to see that. What if we had, what if we see somebody take the high ground? Uh, we're probably yard, man. <laughs> you know how Star Wars fans are. You took the high ground. Yeah. Oh man! So um, lots of Star Wars talk, lots of speculation, but um, but you saw the poster, yeah. Oh. I, I mean, the poster looks great. Yeah. The Star Wars posters don't have a bad poster, they but it, but good. it also has got Palpatine in the background. He, there's a reason he's there. There's got to be okay. Like, well, can we confirm that Jar Jar Binks is dead? No. Now we know <laughs> who the villain is. Oh my god! Listen, I don't know to what extent Palpatine is going to play a role, but he, he clearly is. Well, the, I think the whole point, the composition of the poster is like he's always been looming, or he's looming in the background. And I think up to this point, he has. He has been looming in the background. What, well, he survives after in the EU, which they circumcised. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be my new thing. I like, I like to cauterize better than you went full full, full Jew on us. Okay. Uh, anyway. Uh, so, speaking of going uh Anyway, let's no, talk dude. American Horror Story. Yeah. So, uh, they dropped a new trailer for this. Well, obviously, they did that prior. You know, they gave us, like, a little quick little teaser snippet on it. So, this one is, like, a full-blown, like, preview for the, the season to come. All right. Uh, at this, they they could not decide which horror movie villain they wanted to rip off on this one. They could, they went a little bit of Jason with the setting. They went a little bit of Michael Myers from a guy escaping, um, you know, the institute. It's a camp thing, right? Yeah, and they went a little bit. Um, uh, you know what you did last summer with the guy with the fucking fish hook and the the hood, with a little bit of uh, Black Christmas with the POV shots and all that. So they went like full. Like I said, they could not decide quite who they wanted to rip off, and I completely love it. Yeah, I was going to say that's not necessarily a bad thing because they not. might just be paying an homage yes. to our favorite slasher flicks and quote-unquote horror movies from the 80s. Absolutely. So uh, I'm all over this, man. Um, I'm not this, like a super big fan of American Horror Story. I've always been a fan of the concept, but I've never quite like loved the execution or maybe not all the themes or whatever. It quite, yeah, quite interests me. those seasons that drag on. Yeah, and drag on, and you got to wrap up all these. Yeah, things. there's there's been a few that I liked. I liked uh, Asylum was okay to me. I liked Asylum. I like Ro- I like Roanoke a lot. Every time I saw bits from Roanoke, I thought it was excellent. And this one probably is gonna be my favorite, I imagine, because it's right up my alley. Yeah, they're right. definitely catering towards you. Absolutely. Uh, so I think that'll be fun. This is probably the most excited I've been for a new American Horror Story yeah. since 
uh, Carnival, which yep. was four, and we're on what eight now? Yeah, something like that. So yeah, yeah man, it's been four long years, and uh, I'm excited to see what we get. Yeah, because apparently Adriana said the last season was kind of disappointing. Um, Which coven? Uh, no, this was um, Apocalypse or whatever the fuck. Oh. Yeah, apparently it wasn't. Or Cult, one of the two. I don't know. Speaking about cults, talk to me about Pixar. <laughs> All right, so Pixar's got a new jam. It's called uh, Pixar Soul. It's the next thing. Uh, apparently, it's something to do with music because they got like Jamie Foxx involved and somebody oh, cool. else. So, um, you know, I don't know much, too much about it like, other than the fact that Jamie Foxx has signed up for it. And, you know, he's a musical guy. He's a funny dude. So I'd imagine this would be pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that um, good. So, um, like I said, they have two projects announced right now. The thing with Tom Holland and Chris uh, Chris Pratt. And, Is it just uh, me, or does it feel like Pixar has a lot to prove right now? How so? I don't know. I feel like they've just been kind of doing a lot, well, especially with this Pix- or this soul thing, this new thing. Yeah. I feel like they've been cranking out movie after movie. Not to say that they're bad movies. Well, they've always done that. They've always done one, one per year. Mm. It's just, I don't know, maybe maybe you're feeling a particular way about them. Overall. No, I, I don't dislike them by any means. I do enjoy Pixar. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of curious. Maybe they're just trying to catch some of that Disney steam, you know? Well, I think it's uh, I think it's kind of hard to um, ignore the popularity of their other properties at the moment, you know? Sure, absolutely. Um, so maybe there is some some truth to what you say as far as like trying to stay relevant in the in the yeah, the grand scheme of things. Hey, we're still here. Hey, not only are we still here, but we're like we're like OG. You know what I mean? Which because you know, let's be real. Pixar is probably one of the first big companies that Disney bought out in their uh, quest. Smart for, move. <laughs> quest of grand, uh, galactic supremacy. Monopoly. Yeah, um, but there's that. Uh, but yeah, so, that's that's all I wanted to say about that. But this one, well, hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You, you totally interrupted my thing. I was gonna say, speaking of trying to prove something. Okay. Let's talk about this new Joker trial oh, there with you go. Joaquin Phoenix. Gabe's on top of the segues today. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about this. You watched this? I'm assuming. Yeah, I watched this. What do you think? I like it. It doesn't give anything away. Yeah. Aside from maybe his mom dying. I yeah. think that's the only kind of obvious thing. Did you know De Niro was going to be in this? I did not know. I De Niro had no was fucking be in this. clue. I'm like, is that De Niro? And then it's sure shit. It was. Um, I like this trailer. Um, here's okay. I think the next big thing after this movie is uh, is everybody's going to be saying bring in the clown. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's going to be like the next. Like why so serious? Yeah. Ten years ago, now it's going to be bring in the clown. Yeah. Um, I love the way this thing looks. I love how it just doesn't feel like a fucking superhero or supervillain movie it's trying to just be a good thriller a good origin story and it's not attaching itself to the dc label um aside from you know them publishing it right i will say this um what what's what's striking me the most interesting is uh the feel of gotham okay because there's a lot of obviously we've had a lot of different versions of gotham that has existed so far um this one feels like the most True, me? true to Go- to Gotham to right? me. It feels familiar, yeah. but new in a sense where you're still intrigued by the landscape, the architecture. Also, yeah, also kind of exaggerated in some some ways, especially in those subway scenes and the, like the trolleys and the buses. Like you feel like there's like an extra layer of dirt that doesn't actually exist on these type of things, but it's Gotham, so it makes sense in the grand scheme of Gotham because Gotham is kind of a filthy, dirty, nasty town. And this one, I think, probably encapsulates Gotham as a as a city probably the best out of any of the other properties that we that we've had because even when you go back to batman begins where they had the narrows and stuff like that like it felt like really over exaggerated and we're not going to talk about the batman in the 90s because that was like way the fuck over the top that was cranked up to 13 as far as how exaggerated and stupid some of the architecture is this is the like the most realistic gothic i've seen so far i think i think so too i like the kind of orangey brown like that auburn kind of tint to the film yep i like that a lot um what was the thing that Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker said? That you, are you even listening? Yeah. I have negative thoughts. I oh. I only have negative yeah. thoughts. That shit was fucking crazy. Yeah, that stuff was real good. What did you think about him putting the mask over the face paint? I thought that was interesting. I thought it's I think it's cool, man. I mean, uh, Joaquin has obviously taken a very different approach from everything that we've had previously with the Joker. Um, because we've had pimp Joker, we've had uh, social outcast Joker, and then or like disturbed Joker, and this guy seems like. Maybe not so much that he became the Joker, but the world forced him to become one, become the Joker. Sure. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, it garners sympathy that way. But again, I'm kind of, uh, like you said, we don't really know much about the plot, where it's going. I, I got a theory about the mask over the paint thing. Okay. I think that um, it, it's going to be super symbolic. I already know that. But my theory is that at one point he snaps and he puts the mask on because he can't separate joaquin phoenix from the joker like mm-hmm. he doesn't realize he has the paint on yeah because if you have face paint why would you need a mask 
Yeah. Depicting the same shit on top of that. Well, it wouldn't be the right. first time he's done, the Joker has done that on film. He did that in the beginning of Dark Knight. Keep that in mind. Sure. But I'm saying that was super cool too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I looked at it as, as a way of maybe him kind of blending in with the crowd, uh, you know, trying to get away from whatever he's doing. But it appears that the clown, the clown look is something that he adopted. It didn't look like something that was started by him because there's, I guess people are complaining about politicians or whatever things. People are dressed up as clowns while they riot or whatever. So it almost looks like something that he adapted. Sure. Um, in a weird way. And uh, I love the way his outfit, the outfit is so comes together. So it's perfectly. so good. Yeah. It looks so good. Um, his physical build is shocking. He did a great job. Obviously Joaquin looks great as the physical build. The kind of the hair is perfect. Yeah. The facial expressions are great. Absolutely. And so. making the little kid laugh. In yeah, the beginning of the trailer, and then good. the mom's kind of like looking over her shoulder, like "fucking go away," or you know, it's yeah. just it's it's kind of setting up this this character who is like not built for this world, kind of kind of scenario. Think the first half of the movie is going to be a sympathy story where you try to feel for him, and the second half he's going to do some crazy, outrageous, unforgivable, raunchy shit. Yeah, that's going to make you question why you felt bad for him in the first half. Yeah, because like I think maybe like I I do definitely see them ramping it up. Well, maybe about halfway through, you're like, okay, I kind of understand where he's coming from, and by then you're like, ooh. Okay, yeah. let's not go near that, right? So overall, I think it looks great. Um, I think they're going to do a good job at the end. Uh, big shock. Uh, we're know. excited. Yeah, we're excited. Absolutely. We're excited. Good stuff. So that's October, mid-October. Yep. And I'm going to see that opening week, and I don't care. About I'm going to try. Says. I'm going to try for sure, for sure. I think it'll be I think it'll be a good contender. And yep. that's just from speculation. I guess we'll see. Absolutely. We will. If DC fucks this one up, we'll boycott them yeah right <laughs> so, i see i i see you boycotting them more likely than me because i just can't stay away from this shit for some reason i'm in the fucking psycho game i just, just assimilated like the borg anyway moving along sure uh so there's rumors that the first witcher movie with anthony calville or henry calville excuse me as um the witcher is dropping november 1st oh yeah so i feel like we covered this maybe six months ago where we said hey witcher movie cool yeah and now it's you know rumored to drop november 1st super cool i'm excited i'm gonna watch those um i haven't touched the games yet yeah I've me been meaning to but it's based on a polish novel series blah 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 gotta support the boys back home um yeah looks fun i'm sure netflix will do a bang up job with it yeah absolutely um yeah i don't know much about the witcher i'm not gonna lie but it was always something like okay cool maybe one day hey, man, it's yeah. fantasy yep um, fantasy is not really been like my favorite genre of anything really, but you know, Hey, people like it. They sells, obviously they've got something to watch, right? They've created three games along the way that obviously people are invested in. So, and, and they just ported one over to the switch. Oh yeah. Yep. Excellent. Excellent. So yeah, that, that's interesting. And I'll definitely keep my eye on that moving on as well. So this one is, you put this on here and I'm fucking, I'm, so I want to know Del Toro's next project is a werewolf movie. Oh man. Um, so we don't have many details about it. I don't know if he's still writing. I don't know if he's starting filming what's going on with this but he's doing a werewolf movie as his next film and his reasoning was he said he wanted to breathe some new life into the werewolf genre Absolutely. and i was like holy shit yeah yeah because what's the last good werewolf movie you saw aside from underworld and even because then, i think know, underworld to me at least i think it's more leaning towards favoritism of the vampire, vampire. absolutely you know but what was the last good werewolf movie you saw man you know, see now simply because I can't name something off the top of my head. Yeah, it's hard. Werewolves are like the easily the most underrated fucking like monster movie fucking uh, archetype that we you know nobody takes advantage of. Because obviously there's been a bazillion like vampire movies. Versions, uh, well, yeah. just the vampire movies and stuff like that. And even Frankenstein's had a, a you know a couple of runs. Well, to, the vampire is like inherently sexy and like. You know, mysterious, and people are drawn to that, like that Chris Angel aesthetic. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And people love that. Werewolves are a lot more brutal. Yeah, they're a lot more hairy, and they cater to. I don't know, man. Like werewolves go to Kublai Khan shows, <laughs> where vampires cry that him broke up. You know True. what I mean? I was thinking asking Alexandria, but that works too. Yeah, a little bit of both. Yeah, but I think it's super fun because I. I mean, I got a couple off the top of my head. I didn't watch Teen Wolf. Or Teen Werewolf, whatever it's called, but I guess it's a werewolf property. I haven't seen it. Can't give you an opinion. Yeah. I think the last good thing I saw was Hemlock Grove, which was one of the earlier Netflix originals. But at the, you know, it's one of those where one of them's a vampire, one of them's a werewolf, and we always see them at odds with each other. Oh, um, Being Human. That's probably the last good were werewolf show that I could remember, and that was a half vampire show too. Yeah, but like you see, so I think that one Guillermo del Toro. You know, say what you want about his last couple movies, I didn't particularly love them. The effects were fucking great. His well, you like you did like the last scary one. stories, yeah. yeah you but did I didn't like, like the Shape of Water one that's, bit. That's true. Um, his monsters are excellent. Yep, 
and I think we're gonna see the resurgence of the werewolf with this new one. I'm pretty I'm pretty jazzed about this. I saw you I saw you put this up, and I'm like I need to know more about this like immediately. Yeah. So we'll, you know we'll keep y'all posted. I don't know if we have a running title, working title. We don't know shit about this yet. All we know is that Guillermo del Toro said, let's do fucking werewolves. And he's going to do werewolves. And he's going to do them good. Because even if it's a bad movie at the end of the day, the monster is going to be banging. Absolutely. It's going to at the least look super dope and be super. Yeah, uh, at the very least. True. Right? Yeah. Very true to what werewolves are. All right. So good stuff. You, yeah, you put this so, on here as well. So Bear Gryllis this week was hospitalized. You want to know how? How? You got a bee sting and he's allergic. <laughs> <laughs> wow. How do you do all that shit for so many years and just now find out you're allergic to fucking bees? That's kind of crazy. That's wild. Yeah. I'm going to drink my own piss. Well, I'm, I'm not actually going to, but a bee? A fucking bee? Hey, man. It is what it is. The dude's name is Bear Grylls. <laughs> bear Grylls. You think he'd be mauled that's, by a bear? That's strange. By a bee. He's the type of guy that you send into the mountains with like a piece of tinfoil and a pen. Yeah, I heard all, all like a lot of his shows are fucking faked and staged. Uh, and I don't stuff, give a fuck. But, Either, who cares? But regardless, yeah. you, you built up this crazy-ass persona and you had all these shows and stuff and beasting. Uh Oh, well, some fucking Wild Boys was fucking, well, I don't want to say stage, but there's definitely controlled environments and nobody was complaining about that. Yeah, nobody controlled that cannibal environment for Wild Boys, though. <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. Good stuff. All Speaking right. Cannibal environments. Let's talk Terminator Dark Fate. So a uh, new trailer for this job. Now, I, for those who may not be in the know, I'm a huge Terminator fan. Uh, up until, actually, up until t- after two, I basically ignore everything. Um, Salvation was all right if you want like an epilogue to the whole entire thing. But, um, so, Dark Fate, the new trailer dropped. Apparently, this is ignoring Genesis, which is like the best thing they could possibly do. Um, and this is just a this is just taking up after Terminator Two. So there's no none of that extra bullshit. There's nothing about her pa- passing away like there was in Three. It's just time travel. Let's erase everything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it looks okay. Uh, I'm not completely sold on it. I am. St- Stoked that Linda Hamilton is back as Sarah Connor. I am happy that James Cameron is back involved with this as an executive producer. We'll see what happens. I don't know if this is something I'll see on opening day, but it is something that I am invested in. Being a big fan of the franchise, watched the first two last weekend. Oh my god, I love them, uh, love them, love them, love them. Um, so I, I don't know, man. I, it doesn't it doesn't bring anything new to the table uh, as far as um, some of the visual effects. And I'm sorry, you'll just never get better than two as far as some of the action set pieces. Because they're practical effects and that CGI. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's that too. That's definitely a big part of it. Um, I'm not particularly sold on the friendly Terminator or whatever this person is. Um, we'll see, I guess. But um, yeah, I just wanted to talk about it real quick, briefly. Uh, I am cautiously optimistic. All right. Um, I feel like we've been using that term a lot. Yeah, well, we're, we're afraid of these properties that we love getting yeah. ruined. Can you, you know, boomers always say like, oh, you know, millennials are ruining this and that. I think boomers are ruining the fucking movie industry with these <laughs> countless reboots, remakes, sequels, all that hey, shit. Hey, man. Anyway, um, that's my little rant for today. Let's talk gaming. I want you to go over the siege talk uh, with Ponce because Ponce, so, Ponce got so much cake he can't sneak up on anyone because his ass <laughs> she's clapping from a block away. <laughs> All right, so uh, I played a little bit with uh, Siege Drunk with my buddy Michael Ponce de Leon, uh, one of my buddies from uh, from high school, and uh, he's relatively green to the Siege world, right? Uh, I think he just passed <laughs> he just passed uh, his ability to actually play ranked games. And uh, first off, I'm gonna fucking cuss him out real quick because just due to the fact that this cocksucker has a black ice and he's playing the game for two hours. And I fucking don't have a single black ice, and I've been playing this game for four years. That pissed me off because he has the the P90 and black ice for oh, for, for, good gun. for rock for rook, and I was fucking upset. It, I, I actually wanted to choke him out for a second because I'm so mad because I don't have one. Um, so I hopped on rank with him. He is bronze two, which is about where I would put him. Um, and I started to play some rank games with him, and I don't know what it is about the bronze level. Where people are just doing off the wall radical shit that I just can't predict, predict it because it's just yeah, and then they fucking smoke you. Yeah, it's just people who are like do shit that doesn't make any sense, and I I am not prepared for somebody to do something that I'm yeah, not. That's, that's the siege theory going around. Yeah, that I am not you know prepared to deal with somebody who's doing shit that's completely off the wall and doesn't make any sense. That it fucking gets the better of me every single time. It doesn't. I'm like, I'm like that doesn't even fucking make sense. Like what? <laughs> and then I get killed and I lose. So I've dropped down to gold three, and I'm not happy about it. So I'm going to blame Ponce on that, even though it might not sure. all necessarily be his fault. I'm going to blame him for it. And uh, every time I play Siege with him, I want to choke him out because, ooh, this is what I wanted to tell you. So he, he he got Jackal recently, right? 
So great operator. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, solid, well-rounded. I think you know, if you know what you're doing, you think it'll be all right. So um, we were pl- we were playing casual at this point because I couldn't take it anymore, um, and uh, I got killed. And I think it was a vigil or somebody killed me. And I'm like, well, track his footsteps, Pons. He's like, what? I'm like, track his footsteps. He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, with Jackal, you could track the footsteps. He's like, oh, I thought I'd just let you see the footsteps. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Welcome to the green, green world of Rainbow yeah, Six Yeah, I'm like, dude, that's the, his whole point is that he could track the footsteps because he just thought you could physically see where they're going. Where, like, the, where every day the community grows, but the collective IQ diminishes. Yeah, so he upset me a little bit last night. That's about, funny. I yeah. told you about my shit streak in Grim Sky, like halfway through Grim Sky. Yeah. I went from like silver... Was it silver one all the way down to like copper fucking three or two, man, dude. It was like a two day shit streak. I was like, I don't want to touch rainbow six anymore. Yeah. It's definitely, it definitely has a way about it where you're just, well, cause if you get in that mindset where you're like, I, I have to rank up, you're not going to buddy. Yeah. Cause you make hasty decisions, you make stupid call outs and then boom, you drop another one. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, it was, it was a rough go last night. So I decided that I don't think I'm going to be queuing up with Ponce in the ranked field yeah. anytime soon. Rest. Hopefully we get crossplay, man. Crossplay. Yeah. Give me that crossplay because then you and I and Greg, that's three. I mean, you fucking bailed on me, so I'm not going to – what am I going to hop in with you again so you can bail on me again, cocksucker? Man. What the fuck? All right, bro. I see you. <laughs> he needs the squad, and he doesn't have one. I don't have one. I don't, I've never had one. Soon, my friend. Soon. Yeah. Uh-huh. Good he, stuff. He bailed on me. So um, I didn't know where to put this next top. I put it under gaming because that's kind of what I see it as. What, yeah, called, what is this? It's called Zombies Run! Exclamation mark. So I was looking into pedometer apps, you know, that like track your steps and stuff. Okay. And because uh, I want a certain range of functionalities and stats and shit I want to see. Right. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm picky. I just kind of know what I want to see on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, yearly basis, just to track some stuff and calories okay. and shit of that nature, right? So Zombies Run is one of those I came across, and it's super cool. So uh, there is a trial version of it for free. And so what happens is you you put your earbuds in when you run, and um, based on your steps, it'll tell you a certain amount of the story. So there's a, nader, a narrator uh, that narrates the story about this group in a zombie apocalypse. And in order to get the next chunk of the story, mm-hmm. you got to keep running. What do you think about that? That's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. It's a way to incentivize running if you're like if they if they Absolutely. do a, if they do a great job telling you a great story, then yeah, it's a hundred percent away. Imagine if Walking Dead came in that way. You know how how many fucking people would be like thirty pounds lighter? Well, you know, <laughs> I was telling Maddie, I was like, well, my main reason for wanting to start running again is if there's ever a zombie situation, because if you're chunky and you run fifty feet and you're like, fuck, you're done, so dude. Two yeah, days tops. Def- yeah, definitely. you know. So I was like, listen, we got to start training now. So okay. we can live later. This is but true. I thought it was a super cool idea, man. Yeah. This is the first one I kind of saw. And the first story is free. They have, I think, four or five collective stories. I don't know how much the app is. I haven't touched it yet. Yeah. I just kind of saw the premise, and I was like, I think this is what we're talking about. Absolutely. So I might install the free version. I'll let you know how the story goes. Yeah. And if it's really enthralling, I think this might be the next kind of, I don't want to say Pokemon Go, where it has everybody out there moving. Yeah. Because that was lightning in a fucking La- bottle. Yeah, absolutely. You know? But I think it's coming close to mm-hmm. kind of that incentive. Because how many times have you like... I got to be active today. And then you're like, fuck, man, work was a bitch, this and that. I don't want to do nothing. Baby's crying, this and that, you know? Yeah. And then you don't end up doing nothing. Absolutely. Uh, real quick, I forgot to put this on the agenda, but apparently the Blair Witch game is out. Cool. Um, you touched it? I haven't touched it yet, but my I've seen somebody comment on Facebook that it has like f- at least four different endings. Cool. So uh, it may be something that I'll have to look into in the near future. Awesome. Is hey. it... Uh, it's not full price, is it? Not the full 60? I, I, don't, I don't think it's full I price. I hope not. Yeah, I think it's uh, discounted. So I, I'll... I'll follow up uh, and we'll see because I think that would be something that my wife would be interested in. Let me put on the big screen in the living room and have her kind of watch and see how it plays out. Well, because what they got eight movies or I'm sorry, eight eight endings for the movie. I think somewhere. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Six, seven, eight, somewhere around there. Because we watched all of them at one point. And some of them were more terrifying than the others. Yeah. I think I want to say like 60% of them were more terrifying than the ending they chose. Yeah. Especially of the one just hanging there. Oh, Oh, God. Yeah, that was terrifying. Yeah, that was bad. All right, so um, the so yeah, that's definitely something that we're going to be looking at in the the coming agenda. I I hate to say this game, but you this is all you. In the, I got all the music talk this yeah. week. You know, I, I was thinking just now actually seconds ago, I had this idea that if the Blair Witch Project wasn't a movie already, it'd be a pretty cool band name. Yeah, I don't think it'd have the same connotations. I think no. you'd have to look up what the fuck it was. 
Yeah. But yeah, like if the movie didn't blow up, I think it'd be an acceptable band name. Absolutely. It would. But now we're in that kind of no-no zone. So A Day to Remember is coming out with a new album called You're Welcome later this year. Uh-huh. Good stuff. Like A Day to Remember. Apparently, people hate the single that dropped for this. The Degenerates thing. People hated this, apparently. Was right? I saw people just like fucking putting it on blast on Facebook. I mean, Dan liked it and Dan did our intro. Sweet. So we should like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's how that works. Um, uh, I, yeah. I didn't jam to it, to be honest with you. I didn't listen to it. Okay. Um, I'm probably just going to wait till the album drops, honestly. I don't want any too much information. I'm excited. Data Remember doesn't have a bad album. They have great albums, and they have, like, yeah, okay albums. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm just excited to see what they do next, because mm-hmm. I didn't... Their okay album was their last one for me. What, what was that called? Um, bad, bad Vibrations. Vibes. Yeah, or something like that, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, that okay. one didn't really make that cut for me. Okay, interesting, interesting. Good stuff. In addition to that, we got Counterparts, Nothing Left to Love, coming out November 1st. Okay, first of all, I want to say uh, Brendan Murphy, Counterparts... I'm fucking sorry. You guys deserve way more love on this podcast because I love counterparts and I feel like we never fucking talk about it like on this podcast. Yeah. And uh, fucking great. And I'll, I'll double back to counterparts in a second. Okay. So uh, Dance Gave and Dance sneak dropped an album on us Friday night called Acceptance Speech 2.0. Did they really? Yeah, they did. Just out of the blue. Why do they keep doing that? I don't know. Because Dance Gave and Dance and they can do whatever the fuck they want, right? Yeah, I guess. Um. So, okay. If you're a fan of Dance Gave and Dance, you're going to love this album. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually really good to me. I think is the most musically um, intriguing. They do a lot of cool stuff. You know, Will Swan's a fucking master at everything he does, guitar wise. Uh, John Mess cranks up the fucking screams to ten. He does a phenomenal job, and uh, I feel like this is kind of the opposite of the last album because it was Tillian Pearson, lots of singing, and John Mess contrasting that. Yeah, granted, that's always been the dance game and dance formula, but it was like a seventy thirty split on the last album. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's the opposite, man. John Mess really takes the forefront of this album, and it's Tillian that highlights him. Okay, and kind of accents with his pretty vocals, the kind of dirty, grimy. Do you think yeah. I like this better than anything else? I think so. Did? Yeah, I think okay. it 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 feels like old dance Gavin dance, but everything on it is fine tuned. You know. Because I think uh, John goes completely under the radar as far as like top tier screamers because he, ha- he has a style that's like soul to him. Like either nobody else screams quite like him. I think nobody gives John Mess credit because he does some like, you know, uh, my feet are dirty AC 130 type of shit. You know, <laughs> like, that's, a, like, that's like a John Mess line. You know what I'm saying? You know, and people are like, yeah, dude, dance, Gavin, dance. And then like you listen to like what John does and it's hilarious that most was, of the time. That was good, Gabe. And then they're like. Yeah, John Mess, cool, you know? Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. But I think you'll like this album because it does have that old school Dance Gavin Dance vibe, and I love it, man. It's good. Acceptance Speech 2.0, I think, rightfully earns the 2.0 subtitle. They got Strawberry Swishers Part 3, Death of a Robot with Human Hair, and all this good (laughs) stuff on there. Their song titles are wild and wacky. Always been. But it's good music, and I think they did a great job, and I'm glad they kind of just sneak dropped it because I know... When the when the last one dropped? Last year? Last year. And then Tillian did a solo album, and then they took a small kind of break, and then they just came back and dropped this. Working, 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 working. Yeah, Dance Gavin Dance Band. I think they've been more productive than ever with this current lineup. I, I'd have to agree with that, yeah. And especially with uh, Secret Band. Yeah. That dropped a few months ago, too. Check it out, man. Acceptance Speech 2.0. Great album. Uh, I didn't dive too much into it because while well, I was on vacation. Yeah, gig. Yeah, but he, he put this whole entire list on here. Yeah. <laughs> All right, keep going, man. So we got uh, certified bangers of the week. We're bringing those back. At least we're trying to. First and foremost, Counterparts dropped a single in addition to the announcement of their new album okay. called Wings of Nightmares. Holy shit. This single hits every single note of the metalcore hardcore community that i love and i feel like they wrote this song for me you know you, know, you ever listen to something you're like fuck this is everything i love yeah in that genre and absolutely like, wow and i feel like this song was catered towards me so okay. thank you brendan murphy thank you counterparts and i'm excited y'all got this shit ready for me okay good good, good, good. fucking thing and uh yeah man tragedy will find us you're not you anymore good stuff okay um Next one, Sea uh, Space Cowboy. No, you don't like them, but this... I don't not like them. I just don't... I'm not crazy about them. Sure. They dropped a single called Put On A Show, Don't Let Them See You Fall. I, I like this title a lot. I think it's pretty cool. Uh-huh. Uh, they do interesting shits with their titles, much like Dance, Gavin, Dance, but cranked up to like 40. Yeah. Uh, good single. They're known for their kind of like two minute long songs. Um, you know, I don't love it. Don't hate it. I think it's a good single. Check it out if you're ever bored and you know you like that stuff. Okay. Uh, they, they are on to the season this year, so I'm glad they're kind of growing. Uh, next one, straight from the path, kick back with Brendan Murphy from Counterparts. So they've been fucking busy. <laughs> wow, you're just all over the place with this. Yeah, huh? man, I'm all over the place. So, uh, kick back. So let me tell you something. You know the dude uh, calls himself Drew, Drew York. 
I don't know if that's like his legal name, but he calls himself Drew York. It might be his legal. Isn't name. That, like New York Drew is, York? Because they're from New York. Isn't that what's his name? Yeah. Yeah, this yeah. is screaming for Shame for the Pit. I yeah. thought that was fun. So uh, yeah, called Kickback with Ben Murphy. Good stuff. I feel like it has a lot more groove. It's a lot more fun, and it's a lot more politically fuck you than probably most of their last album. And I'm glad they're back in the main line for me. Wait, real quick. I want to like make a quick comment about Straight from the Path because there have always been a band that I enjoy. However. The last couple albums have been politically charged, right? Well, some of them had like f- flavorings of politically charged. The last one Are was like. Are you kidding me? It's a politically charged band. Well, I'm, I'm saying they weren't always like that, though. Okay. Like, they always had like flavorings of it, but like the last one was like full bore, like let's talk about politics. The house always wins. Yeah. They, they, and I don't mean to come as a, come, have this come off as an insult. They are the type of band that seems like they talk about politics without actually knowing what they're talking about. Uh, sounds like a first world problem, child. No, ah, that's my one. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. That's just me. That's just the, the opinion that I get from them. I, I'm not saying that they're not intelligent and they don't have an opinion. I'm sure they do. But that's I mean, me. we don't know them like that. But yeah. yeah. To me, that's what it comes off as. Anyway, keep going. Sorry. Good stuff. So this straight from the past single kickback featuring Brendan Murphy of Counterparts. Great banger. It's back in the groove. Like I said, I didn't particularly love that last album. I didn't, you know, aside from Keith Buckley and the Brian Garris song, yeah. which are both great. Um, this is, uh, I don't want to say a return to form because it's really not, man. They're moving, they're grooving. They got that East Coast beat that everybody loves to mm. to hear. And I'm glad. I'm, I'm kind of excited for this album, which I think drops in November. Okay. Very cool. So... Bangers of the week, man. You got any music stuff? What you been jamming to this week? Actually, at, well, what have I been jamming to? Let me get that pulled up for you real quick. Uh, I, just, I downloaded Pressure by Wage War. Not blown away about it. I don't have an opinion on it quite yet. Okay. I was actually going to mention that quickly. I, I skimmed through it. I don't have an opinion on it yet. So we should do a co-op album review on it next week because there is some stuff that's interesting and that departs from Wage War, but I'm not going to give away too much about my opinion. All right. Yeah. I, I haven't got there quite yet, but um, yeah, that's something that we can do. Uh Fits for an autopsy dropped a new single. Oh my god, always smacks. Oh my god, don't even get me fucking started. Um, a lot of sanction this week has been my Good shit. Stuff. which bleeds me into this thing that I didn't get put get a chance to put on. But Kerrang put out a top 50 hardcore band list. Okay, so we got to talk about this real quick. Okay, okay, okay. um, 30 ish of these bands are hardcore, yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so I want to give credit to the writer because yeah. to find 50 bands that he Considers to be hardcore, yeah, is one thing because I probably couldn't name you fifty hardcore bands within an hour. Yeah, you we, we could time. probably get close to two of us, right? Yeah. Um, but then to find fifty creative things to say that summarizes their music and their style and their message is a feat of its own. Mm-hmm. So t- say what you want about the list, but I think the writing is there. Absolutely, and uh, at the very least, you'll get hardcore centric bands out of this list so if the you're, top 25 are definitely hardcore yeah centric. i actually wanted to talk about the top 10 we'll go through them together and we'll just kind of rate it go 10 down because we already know what one is yeah yeah uh so 10 year of the knife so this is one of my band one of my bands i, I completely agree I, I love these guys i love year of the knife they're awesome candy who i never heard of i, I mean i know they're, they're on, on tours the knocked loose tour yeah i know they're on tours right now i haven't got a chance to get to them yet this was with the dude who just got out for drug trafficking i believe right oh okay yeah um, i think we we mentioned that briefly i don't know about that but um so yeah i just downloaded this, uh, an album to give it a look gouge gouge away i haven't heard this one of them either but i'm definitely interested in checking them out and yeah fucking no. way you put will putney on any fucking project you want it'll be great yeah uh i'm all over this one angel dust uh whatever borderline yeah. i think they're worth mentioning yeah they're okay code orange which i'm surprised they weren't higher i'm surprised they weren't two what are they like seven they're five five this is, this is five yeah. i think that's within the realm of fair yeah i was expecting them to be two uh, but i was kind of surprised to see them at five but code orange they're up there uh jesus peace way the fuck over it should I always it. be you. love it love it love it vein this is this is one of your bands I fucking love vein man yep. they bring that new metal and hardcore shit and they fuse it and they tell you fucking eat it absolutely You're not leaving this table do you eat the album <laughs> uh turnstile this is that number two which is this is like the one that i'm just like i don't know about that one because they're, they're not really hardcore they're yeah they're not particularly that hardcore. and of course number one which we all kind of before i clicked the list i already knew who was going to be at the top not deserve loose. it yeah knock loose that number one uh of course but uh, I kind of like this list overall. Like you said, there's there's some interesting bands in here. It's funny because I tell them like, well, where, where the fuck's Harm's Way? And Gabe's like, well, within the first five minutes, they tell you why Harm's Way. They didn't not. mention it. They're like, Harm's Way doesn't qualify because 
they their first album was before prior to yeah. 2010 and same thing with incinerary who i also would have put on this list as well um but overall it, it's pretty cool stuff man. a couple of things i checked out because you mentioned a couple of chicago bands i was like well let me check them out yeah lord snow is not hardcore music that's like experimental with occasional screams it's okay not, so i wouldn't put that as hardcore um great american ghost is on there fuck yeah. dude i think nobody's given great american ghost the credit that they deserve the credit uh, the credit honestly i think 30 is way too low for great american ghost sharp tube is on here which i don't know how I agree yeah with. i don't know how that made the cut but, like maybe 50 maybe 50 maybe 50 out of 50 maybe for sharp tooth but i don't know about that sanctions but, on here at 24 yeah they need to be way higher yeah, they got to be like top 15 yeah, at that's least what, that's where i would have put them too especially now that shit is so hot uh, but overall, not a bad list. I, I'm giving them credit just because, like you said, it's very difficult to to come out with 50 bands and do be like, you know well, what? Because like for Vanna, reasons. for all intents and purposes, should be on that list. But a, they released music before 2010, and b, they're no longer a band. They're, they're no longer. I think it's two of the three disqualifiers, right? Yeah. And uh, I don't know, man. I feel like the criteria should have been a bit brightened, and I feel like the testing pool should have been wider because i i have a problem with a i mean this is just t- tossing out there a band like cu space cowboy being on this list while harm's way and incendiary or not just because of the the technicality of it sure you I, mean, I mean cu space cowboy is indeed a brand new band they've been around for three years yeah right and i do think they have plenty of hardcore influences yeah. and elements in their stuff i wouldn't quite call them hardcore yeah but. i wouldn't call them quite hardcore exactly they're yeah. like they, you know, they're from the West, but dude, by all intensive purposes, they have that East Core chaos that, like, every time I die, Chaos Dowboys, Dillinger Escape Plan half, you know, um, Dowboys. <laughs> but yeah, like bands like Shibalba, which is a fucking awesome name by the yeah. way, um, they're close enough. Yeah, they're they're like right there. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, uh, Krang and the author whose name I didn't let me get, get that, let me pull that up because let me I, get this guy. His I always feel like we don't credit people. Yeah, we never do. We're like, oh, that guy who wrote this article for that one the, magazine. The, that one dude who's not Will Putney. <laughs> <laughs> His name is uh, Words. So it says Words. Uh, there's multiple. Ethan, Fic- Ethan Fixel, Chris Covation, and Eli Enos. Enos. Okay. Enos? Enos? Uh, Sorry. Point one. Uh, thank you for putting together a list of 50 bands that uh, you should check out within reason. Also, all of these have to be American. That's yeah, another American. Um and they don't consider varios hardcore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Maybe Ooh. let's not. Think. <laughs> no, no, no. Like I said, it, it, it's cool. Like I said, at the very least, bands I haven't heard of, I'm going to be checking out now at the very minimum. And you know what I mean? Two, like I said, um, it takes one thing to put together 50 hardcore-ish bands. Yep. And then it's a whole different ballpark to write two or three sentences that kind of describe their style, their message, and what they're about. Yep. And I think that's where this article shines. Would I have changed things? Fuck yeah. I would Absolutely. Have changed things. Um, top 25. Come on, you got to say top 25 for Great American Ghost. Yeah, I'll give you that. that list. I'll give you that. Um, super excited for the new album. I'm sure you are. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask him when it's coming out. All right. They're like the only band that fucking replies to me. <laughs> Silent Planet didn't reply to me again. Did you know that? No. Maddie tweeted at them because we have a picture in front of uh, the castle, the Disney castle with our Silent Planet. Um, oh, man. Really? Netflix Stranger Things shirts. And it was like, man, he's like, oh, Garrett, Silent Planet, we took you guys to Disney with us, and they didn't fucking say shit. I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. I, I still love y'all. Yeah, um, I don't know, man. You seem like you're hurt by this. And a little bit. It might have to be a conversation piece. I just after, wanted to hang out with Garrett. Well. A- after the podcast gets off air, maybe a conversation piece. But we're not going to get into that because we don't have that kind of time this week on the Second City Kids podcast. But with that being said, you got anything else, Gabe? Um, two albums next week that we're going to review. Two albums. I'm not going to spoil one of them. I want it to be a surprise. Okay. Well, make sure you put it on so I could actually have something to say about it. Well, we're doing Wage War together for and sure. then I got to remember what the other one was because I just <laughs> slipped my mind. So it's a surprise for you too at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a surprise for me. God damn you early onset Alzheimer's. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But other than that, that was the Second City Kids podcast this week. That was episode 131 for you. Next week, we'll be back for episode 132. Also celebrating the work getting close to celebrating that uh four year mark that four year mark also forgot to uh, shout this out we are pod beans featured podcast of the week uh well one of them and uh thanks guys i mean we definitely got a surge of listens this week uh the last couple of episodes have been doing pretty well because of it so thanks pod bean for giving us another look we appreciate that and hopefully we'll be back on the list again soon but other than that uh signing out for this week for gabe and jacob deuces Thank you guys for joining us this week on the Second City Kids podcast. You can like us on iTunes, Google, anywhere else podcasts are found. Any comments, questions, or concerns, you can email us at secondcitykids at gmail.com. Until next week, folks, deuces. Deuces.